We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's up friends welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl Really appreciate you being here today. We're going to be discussing Georgia tight end Darnell Washington in just a moment. Before we do so, if you have not yet subscribed to the Pack-A-Day podcast, what are you waiting for? Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Check us out 365 days a year. I would greatly appreciate that. Also, if you haven't had a chance to check out all of the draft profiles that I've been doing to get you all prepared for the NFL draft and who the Packers could ultimately select at pick 15 and clearly beyond that as well, Uh, Make sure to do so. I have a full playlist set up on YouTube. You can also find all of the episodes, uh, especially the draft episodes and all the player profiles over on the Packaday podcast audio channel as well. So if you don't have the opportunity to get out on YouTube or maybe you're listening to this on the audio channel, you can find all of those episodes there as well. Also, last thing, if you have not yet checked out the audio channel, if you're watching this on YouTube, 
there are going to be a ton of other prospect breakdowns that are done by the rest of our Packaday podcast draft team. Guys like Ross Uglum and uh, Owen Reese is going to be helping out. Rob Rieger. We've got a ton of great people who are going to be breaking down draft prospects. Some of them that I will not get here on the YouTube channel. So again, Packaday podcast audio channel. Make sure sure you are checking that out. All right, enough about that. Let's go over Darnell Washington. And let me start by saying. I am extremely, extremely fascinated by how the NFL is going to value the tight ends in this draft. I really enjoy all of the top tight ends in this draft. I don't think there's a bad one in the bunch. Of course, one of them at least is probably going to bust and not turn out the way that we expect. But I think all of these top tight ends have the opportunity to be extremely good well-rounded NFL football players. And I'm really excited to see on draft day, just what order they go off the board, where they get valued. Are we talking top 15 tight ends? Are we talking about late round one? Some of these guys I think might even slip to the early second round of the draft. So I am incredibly excited to see where all these tight ends go. Like I said, I think it's a really, really fun tight end class. I've fallen in love with basically all of them, but let's get into Darnell Washington more specifically today. A 6'7", 264-pound junior out of the University of Georgia. He is only 21 years old. He will turn 22 in August and be 22 for this upcoming season. A 9.87 RAS score. He did not test the three cone. He did the short shuttle, though, to give us some idea of his agility. That was the only thing that he didn't test. All of his scores are official. And a 98th percentile athlete at the position. 96th percentile in height, 91st percentile in weight, 72 percentile in the bench press, only 38% in the vert, but oddly enough, a 91st percentile broad jump, 90th percentile in the 40-yard dash with a 46-4-40, 98th percentile in the short shuttle. There are a lot of short, undersized tight ends that you're wondering, hey, are these guys actually more like big wide receivers than small tight ends? And he is testing in the 98th percentile at the position in the short shuttle, showing off his agility at 6'7", 264. He is an absolute freak that we are going to talk a lot more about that athleticism in just a moment. But again, 98th percentile athlete at the position uh, at, at tight end, again, coming out of the University of Georgia. Statistically, not super exciting. In 2020, he had seven catches for 166 yards, zero touchdowns. In 2021, he had 10 catches, 154 yards, one touchdown. In 2022, 28 catches, 454 yards, and two touchdowns. So his best season, this past season, only 28 catches for 454 yards and two touchdowns. His overall career at Georgia, 45 catches, 774 yards, three touchdowns, and a long of only 38 yards. He does not have a reception over 40 yards, only three touchdowns in his three seasons at Georgia. And this is not like an insignificant amount of snaps. This is like over 1,300 snaps, or at least over 1,200 snaps at tight end in his career at Georgia. And again, only a long of 38, only three touchdowns, only 45 catches, 774 yards. That's his career numbers. If I told you that a top tier tight end in this draft had a 2022, just this past season, of 45 catches for 774 yards, three touchdowns, and a long of 38 yards. You've been like, ah, 
you know, that, that, that stat line doesn't do a ton for me. That is his career stats at the University of Georgia. So again, statistically, is not going to do a ton for you. Now, from a PFF standpoint and how he graded out, in 2020, he had 326 snaps with a 68.9 grade. In 2021, he had 315 snaps with a 72.6 grade. And in 2022, he had 671 snaps with an 85.7 grade. So what you love to see there, 68.9 in 2020, 72.6 in 2021, 85.7 in 2022, while playing by far and away the most snaps of his career. In fact, he played more snaps in 2022 than he did in 20 and 21 combined. And the big thing that you want to know here before we jump into the positives is his 2022 grade by PFF had a 78.3 receiving grade or passing grade game, uh, game grade. In uh, as a pass blocker, he had a 78.4 grade. And as a run blocker, he had an 81.3 grade, meaning he graded out well as a receiver, he graded out well as a pass protector, and he graded out well, really well, as a run blocker. He is a very well-rounded tight end when you watch him on tape. And that brings us to our full scouting report, starting with the positives. And let's just state the obvious. He is an absolute beast, an absolute freak, whatever you want to call him in all the best, most positive ways possible not trying to insult a 6'7", 260-pound tight end. He is absolutely amazing. And you just look at him and his size and you just, you marvel at him on the field of like, it's different. You're like, you watch him and it's just like, all right, that dude is different. And there is something different and special and unique about him at tight end. 6'7", 264 with a 4'6", 4'40-yard dash, an insane broad jump, and a 408 short shuttle at 67264 that is freak and huge block letters bold italicized underlined multiple times he is a freak and it is really fun to watch what he is capable of doing go watch his combine workout and your jaw just drops seeing this huge man go in the short shuttle at a 4.08 like they, again, we, we talk about it all the time. I've talked about it on these prospect breakdowns, but sometimes you just look at these guys and you're like the, you know, there's just not many of those type of human beings on the planet earth. He's one of them. And if you have the opportunity to go out and get one of them, you try to do so. Because like I said, there's just not many of them out there, especially at the tight end position. He is a very, very fun athlete. The best thing I can say about him is he is a force multiplier for your offense, meaning he's going to make everyone on your offense better. From a blocking standpoint, he's going to act as a sixth offensive lineman. We're very familiar with this, with Mercedes Lewis acting as that sixth offensive lineman. But the difference here is that he's going to be able to be used much more in the passing game than what Mercedes Lewis has been over the course of the past few seasons. He's going to be a big physical target for your young, you know, first time starting quarterback in Jordan Love. He is going to help your running backs because he's going to block as that sixth offensive lineman. He's going to help out your right tackle. He's going to pass protect. He's going to blitz pick up. He's going to like draw attention over the middle of the field, which is going to open things up for other receivers. He is going to be an absolute force multiplier for your offense and make again, everyone on that offense better. The other positive, the next one is that he has no idea 
and I mean this, and again, in a positive way, he has zero idea how good he can be. He is, we, we talked about the freak athleticism, but that size, that agility, that power, that blocking ability, that catch radius, all of it in one unique package, he has the ability to be the ultimate mismatch. What are you going to put on him? You're going to put a linebacker on him. He has the ability to out agile your linebacker and get open and just create space. Are you going to put a safety on him? Good luck, a 6'2", you know, 200-pound safety trying to get around this, you know, brick house of a tight end that is just going to wall you off and go up and get the ball. You can't put a corner on him. Like he, he will literally run through your corner. So like you better have a solution baked into your defense for what you're going to do in the red zone, what you're going to do when he's lined up. And like the the other thing is that when when Mercedes Lewis is in the game, teams can basically act like you're playing with six offensive linemen. All right, so Mercedes is going to catch a pass. In the red zone, it's slightly different because he can still get open and use his size in the red zone. But in the rest of the field, it's like, all right, if he gets open, the one time out of the game where he maybe runs a route, what is he going to get, 12 yards on the play? Like, you're just not, you're not worried about him as a threat. So you basically treat him as a defensive coordinator, as a sixth offensive lineman. Like you just brought in Yash Nyman as a, you know, or a Zach Tom or somebody else. That's how you're treating him. With you know, Washington, you have the ability to, you know, know, defenses can't just react in the same way. He has some real legitimate speed. He has some real uh, legitimate agility. He can get up the field. He can break tackles. He can run after the catch. Like you have to treat him like a true weapon. Like weapon might be strong. We saw his numbers, but you have to treat him like a legitimate tight end. And you can get a, a tell sometimes, you know, from how teams are lining up when Washington is in the game. If they're going with more of a nickel defense because they want to make sure they have enough guys to cover and pass, all right, well, now we're going up with six offensive linemen against your nickel defense. All right, now you're going to bring in an extra defensive lineman or an extra linebacker. All right, now we've got a potential mismatch with Darnell Washington against maybe a slower linebacker or maybe a safety that can't stick with him. Like there's going to be some potential mismatches and he has the ability, it's overused, it's cliche, it's lame, the whole chess piece thing, whatever. But like he's legitimately going to be a unique player that you can use in a variety of different ways and get him mismatched against players that are just not going to be able to hang with them either physically or just from a size standpoint, or just athletically. Like he's going to be a very unique player for an offense. And that very well could be Green Bay's if they wanted to go in that direction. He has a stupid catch radius with the ability to wall off defenders. Again, you're 6'7 with a wide uh, wingspan. He has the ability to make some really unique contested catches and just be that security blanket and safety valve for, again, a young quarterback who's a first-time starter. That is going to go a long way for Jordan Love and having somebody that, hey, things are breaking down. All right, well, I've got my 6'7 guy out there that I can give a chance to. And I know at worst case, he's probably going to wall off his guy. Maybe it falls incomplete, but no harm, no foul. Having that guy over the middle of the field would do wonders for Jordan Love. As mentioned, he has the ability to basically play as a sixth offensive lineman. He can be a red zone weapon, both as a blocker and as a huge threat. Again, with that ability to wall off defenders, find space, uses agility, uses you know ability to break tackles, contested catches, all of it. And he has pretty good hands for his size and everything as well. So has some red zone uh, ability for sure. And again, if you just even want to run the ball, having that guy as an extra blocker is huge. 
uh, showed some you know real legitimate run after catch. He had a hurdle against the University of Oregon, I think it was, uh, where he basically clean jumps over a defender. You know, shows the ability to break tackles. As mentioned, he's got four six forty speed, so he can actually get up the field after the catch. He's a little bit lumbering at times. Um, we'll talk about more on that in just a moment, but. He does have some legitimate run after the catch ability. And if you're going to put somebody smaller in his way, you can run him over. If you're going to put somebody slower, you can run past them. So uh, that is a very fun matchup there. Uh, I think he has a very, very, you know, Mercedes Lewis-esque career arc in front of him, where Lewis came into the league, had a little bit more playmaking ability than he has now in the later stages of his career. But this has the ability to be a 15-year player or maybe even more in the NFL because NFL teams just can't get enough blocking tight ends. They're very hard to find. And even late in their career, if you show the ability to do that, you can make a very big name for yourself and have some serious longevity in the league. It would not surprise me if Darnell Washington plays in the league 15 plus years, very much akin to what Mercedes Lewis has done. Uh, He's going to grade out well for you just about every single week. And Rookie tight ends, maybe that's not quite the case. It might take him a little bit of time uh, to develop. That's very, very normal. But you watch him on tape and he just does so many things well. And again, that goes kind of back to the force multiplier thing where he's going to be good as a blocker. He's going to be, you know, a, a unique weapon in the receiving game. And you're just going to get very, again, similar to Mercedes Lewis. You're just going to get to the end of the game as you're grading him out and being like, all right, that's another positive for Darnell Washington. He's just going to help your team in so many different ways that I would be surprised if we look back and they're just like, all right, well, he graded poorly again, graded poorly again. There's just too much talent there and there's too much ability. And there's just not many guys like that as a blocking tight end that can also get open in the passing game. Like I say, he's just going to grade out game after game really, really well, if I had to guess uh, going into his career and uh, as we're looking at him as a prospect right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He shows off legitimate, pure power as a blocker, as you would kind of expect and imagine with his size, his length, his huge hands, all of it. He is going to mold some people in the run game. He is going to be able to hold up as a pass blocker. And you see that power on display as well as run after the catch as he's running through people, running over people, etc. He adjusts very well as a pass receiver and is, again, not only the, those contested catches, but the ability to sort of contort his body and come up with some really difficult catches like, you know, kind of that are behind him, lower, higher. Again, it's just a large catch radius and he tends to catch anything that you throw in his vicinity. And then the biggest thing is there are 
when we say the word tight end, that can mean so many different things. Like Mike Gesicki is basically a big wide receiver. Darnell Washington and Mercedes Lewis are your inline tight ends. And your inline tight ends that can also be used in the receiving game or in the passing game are just the hardest to come by. The more you can do as a tight end, the more versatility it gives you and the harder it is on defensive coordinators. And Darnell Washington has the potential and the ability to do so many different things for your offense. Like I said, make things really difficult on a defensive coordinator because, all right, are they going power because Darnell Washington's in the game and they're basically playing six offensive linemen? Or are like they could spread you out. If he's your main tight end, if he's your like main guy and you've got, you know, three wide receivers that are, you know, more than capable and a running back that can maybe catch the ball of the backfield. All right. Like what am, what am I going to do? And imagine if like one of those wide receivers, like Christian Watson are a really good blocker and you could almost use him as like an H back sometimes. It makes things really difficult because all right, they could hand it to my running back. I've got six offensive linemen and an H back almost in Christian Watson. I've got two wide receivers out wide. Like if I come out with an undersized group, that has the ability to be a, an offensive line and a, just a group that runs right over me. But if I come out and I do a, you know, more of a base defense or add an extra lineman, whatever it is that I want to do, all right, now that group can spread out and go five wide and somebody's going to have a mismatch, whether it's one of the three wide receivers, my running back that can catch out of the backfield or my big six, seven tight end with a four, six, 40. Like he's just going to make things really, really fun for your offense because of how versatile you can be because of his versatility as a tight end and what he can do as a blocker, pass receiver, run after the catch guy, etc. Those are the hardest to find and Darnell Washington can be that guy for you. Now, there are some legitimate negatives here. The first thing that I would ask is what, what's the value here? Because there clearly is a value for this type of player in the NFL for all the reasons that we just mentioned. Are you spending a top tier pick on a guy that has 45 catches, 774 yards, only three touchdowns and a long of 38 yards? Like this is a playmaking sport. And it, to be fair, it is also a blocking sport and a tackling sport and the fundamentals matter. And the more you can do for an offense or defense, whatever it is, the more you can do for the team, the better. Darnell Washington can do a lot of things and make a lot of players around you better. But at the end of the day, I think Green Bay has gotten into a little bit of a trap of like, you go back to last season and you've got a lot of guys that are good football players that can make people around them better. But at the end of the day, you need playmakers. And when they had Devontae, when they had Devontae and Aaron Jones, I think that's a really good example. They had two high-end playmakers. So, and then plus the MVP back-to-back years of get quarterback, the, you know, the, the those two last years with Devontae as well. So if you've put, you know, role players around them, Mercedes Lewis's, Alan Lazard's, those type of players around those guys, that's okay. That like that that's not the worst thing in the world. But if all of a sudden, like last year, especially before Christian Watson broke out, you have a team of role players and guys that aren't explosive, guys that aren't playmakers, guys that don't have speed, it makes the offense come to a halt and come to a grind. And it's just really hard to get those explosive plays. And Washington has not proved so far in his career at Georgia that he can be a legitimate playmaker. Now he can help Aaron Jones be a playmaker. He can help your young quarterback. He can help maybe Christian Watson be a playmaker because he can pick up a blitz and give the quarterback more time to get him the ball. Like like I said, he's going to be a force, force multiplier, but at the end of the day, you need your guys to be playmakers. And I'm not sure that Darnell Washington has displayed enough to make me believe that he can be a true legitimate playmaker. 
And then the other thing is there is a real legitimate learning curve at tight end. And this is why I think it's very interesting to see where these teams are going to value tight ends. We've seen even the TJ Hawkinsons and the Kyle Pitts of the world, two of the best tight ends I've ever seen in the college game, two of the best tight ends I've ever scouted. Like they've been good, but they like haven't been game changers. And there's a point where it's like, man, if those guys aren't like two of the best players in the league, like, are you really going to go out and spend first round picks on tight ends, especially ones that maybe not be the high, you know, the highest end playmakers in the world. So I do think there is a value sort of issue here that you have to take into account. Like if you get Darnell Washington, I, there's no chance of this happening in my opinion, but if you get Darnell Washington, a player like him in the third round, you are jumping for joy. Like you are freaking the heck out. And maybe maybe that happens. Like Jelani Woods isn't like all that insanely different. They both were freak athletes and both had the ability to block and do a little bit of catching. And Woods went in the third round last year. So maybe that's the value. And if you get him like early round three, like you're doing backflips. That is a huge, huge opportunity for your offense. But if you start talking about first round value for a player like this, like that to me just starts getting really, really steep. I think he probably goes early second round. Would it shock me if he went in the first? No. Would it shock me if he went early third? No, not really. I think he probably goes early second, but I I just think that's where the value is going to be really, really interesting for him and a lot of tight ends in this draft. And then you know, here's the other thing. As good as he is as a blocker, his technique is not there yet. He is like, it's fun to compare him to Mercedes Lewis, but what we need to understand about Mercedes Lewis is he's one of the most technically sound blocking tight ends of all time, of all time. And you're now getting a tight end if you get Darnell Washington, who has all the ability in the world to be a dominant blocker and blocked very well at Georgia, but mostly due to his size and physical gifts. You see a lot of waist bending. You see his head down too much. You see him overextending. You don't see him get to the lo- the, the second level with um, really like a an idea of what he wants to accomplish in mind. Like there are a lot of things that he needs to really improve. And I talk about it all the time. The learning curve at tight end is really, really steep. You have to learn how to block like an offensive lineman, pick up blitzes. You need to learn how to run routes like a wide receiver. You need to learn how to you know, make contested catches over the middle of the field. Like, there are so many different things that go into the modern tight end position, especially if you're an inline tight end, that it usually takes a few years. And by the time you get really good, you're a free agent. And that makes things very, very complicated. And why we see some of these tight ends go into their second contract and not get huge deals because it took them the first four years just to kind of get their feet underneath them. So again, the value here, the the learning curve at tight end, he's going to need to put on, um, he's, he's going to have to like really learn the tight end position. He's going to have to become a technician at the position if he wants to really be the blocker that people want him to become. He's not technically sound at the position right now from a blocking standpoint. He's still just athletically is going to be really good as a blocker just because he's that size and that good overall and like that athletic. But technically he's not there from a blocking standpoint. And the last thing I'll say from a negative is that that insane athleticism, that freak whatever it is that you want to call it, like just really unique player. It shows up on tape from time to time, but I don't think it shows up quite enough. You don't get the idea that like, all right, the ball's in Darnell Washington's hands. Now like watch him go. He is going to be so fun. There's times, like I said, the Oregon, he's jumping over players. He's running through players. You will see it from time to time, 
but more often than not, again, he's a little bit plotting in his running. Like you, you don't, you don't necessarily put on the tape and just be like, wow, that is a super insane athlete. You can recognize the uniqueness of him as soon as you put on tape. There's no question about that, but the athleticism doesn't always translate. And I think that's a big reason why we haven't seen some of the big playability from Darnell Washington. And like I said, from a, a technique standpoint, he still needs to learn the nuances of the position. And maybe that as he does that, maybe we'll start seeing him play with a little bit more confidence, a little bit more fluidity, and just kind of you know let, let his natural gifts take over. But until then, there's going to be a steep learning curve at the position as there are for most tight ends in the league. From a scheme standpoint, he's a more athletic, worse technically sound blocker than Mercedes Lewis. He's going to give you more in the passing game, more after the catch. Teams are going to have to beware of him as an actual tight end. But technically, he's going to be nowhere near Mercedes Lewis, probably ever. Uh, But it's going to take him some time to really learn the position. But he is an absolute perfect scheme fit for Matt LaFleur's offense. Exactly what they love. The blocking, the intensity, the physicality, the size, all of it. It is a picture perfect, exact replica of what Matt LaFleur wants as an inline tight end in this offense. The ceiling is a high-end Mercedes Lewis clone with even an extra gear as a pass receiver. And that's a very exciting thing to think about. His floor is a very, you know, less technically sound Mercedes Lewis that, you know, doesn't give you what you were hoping for in the passing game. And it's maybe like a C minus Mercedes Lewis, which is okay. It's fine. It still helps in some capacity, but is nowhere near worth a first or second round pick. My comp would be a modern Mercedes Lewis. I I think it's going to take him some time to learn the position, but I do think that's the right comp. And I think some, you you can see some Jermaine Gresham in there as well. But uh, overall, this is very similar to a a little bit more of a souped up Mercedes Lewis. And now it's going to be up to Washington to really learn the nuances of the position and become the well-rounded, technically sound tight end that Mercedes Lewis has been over the course of his career. What he can bring to Green Bay a much needed blocking tight end, something they don't really have on the roster right now, some red zone ability, a check down target for Jordan Love, and a force multiplier for the offense. Is there value at pick 15? To me, no. I think that is far too steep. I think they may have to look more if he falls at the, probably into early round two. If he falls into early round two, I think that's where Green Bay starts to look at maybe moving up to get a a player of his caliber. Or maybe if he just falls into their lap at round two, I think it would be something that they would clearly pounce on at that point in time. So again, would Green Bay do it? Yeah, I think it would be more of a round two pick for them. Pick 15 would be really rich. Maybe if they moved down end of round one and and he got there and they really loved him, maybe that could be something. But I think this is probably more of a round two play from a Green Bay standpoint. Last but not least, I really, really like Darnell Washington. Really, really like him. I think he's going to help your offense. I think he's going to help your team. I just think that you have to be a little bit buyer beware of exactly the type of upside that he has as a player. He's going to help you. He's going to be a very good football player. But is he is he going to be a guy that puts you over the top? That That's what I struggle with a little bit more. And we see so many of these tight ends just don't ultimately end up panning out the way that we expect. And I think you just, again, like I said, I think, I think it has to be a little bit of a buyer beware there. But love him on tape. I think he's going to be a really fun player in the NFL. If Green Bay found a way to get him on the roster, I would be you know, just drooling over the, the first mini camps and OTAs to see what he looks like out on the field in green and gold. That is going to do it for me today. Always appreciate you joining me. I'll be right back here with an all new episode. Again, make sure you're checking out the Packaday Podcast audio channel. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not already, both to the audio channel and here on YouTube. I'll see you guys tomorrow, but until next time, and as always, 
Go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.